and welcome to the SEO podcast, Unknown Secrets of Internet Marketing. My name is Chris Burris, one of the owners of EWR Digital. And my name is Matt Bertram, the SEO strategist for today. We are both fresh coming off of a conference. Matt, what conference did you go to? When? <laughs> <laughs> I just came from NAPE. I was at uh, the home show in Vegas before that, and then I was at PodFest last week. PodFest. How many days was PodFest? Uh, I was there for two and a half days. Two and a half days. And yeah. where was that? That was in Tampa. Tampa. So Florida. Uh, I had to do six days in Vegas and yes, literally when we were checking in, my wife and I were like, uh, oh wait, this is six days in, in Vegas. Pace yourself. Isn't, isn't that three times the max? (laughs) (laughs) I was in Vegas earlier and it was a day and a half. Just in and out. Right. And it's, and it's still, yeah, I I could have stayed for it. Did you sleep? Yeah. 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 I, we did too, but, but no. And then Mapes here locally, so it's nice. Very cool. I don't. We'll have to talk about Nape uh, in the formerly known as the Green Room. But right. for now, let's jump into this podcast. The article that we're going to discuss is Yandex Data Leak: The Ranking Factors and the Myths That We Found. This is by Dan Taylor. Patif to Dan. He's been covering Yandex. It's the number one search engine, number four in the world, number one search engine in Russia. Yep. And Dan has been covering the Yandex uh, search engine. Uh, really, I think he said since 2000, I wrote it down here somewhere, uh, 2020. Uh, so like two and a half, two Yeah, no, he's, got, he's got a great podcast out there. We're just not, it, it doesn't impact a lot of like our clients and, and what we do. Yep. But it really gives you a lot of insight into what's happening in Google. Yeah. And um, this this was a big deal. This was a, a data leaf that a former engineer tried to sell Previously. Yeah. Yeah. Like tried to sell the code to somebody else on the black market. And then all this data just got dumped. I think it was like 44 gig, right? Yeah. 44 gigs. Yeah. And uh, it was crazy. And, yeah. and so. And exciting did, for us. Yeah. Well. It, it, exciting for us to dig into it. And really what I liked that Dan was doing was looking at what they were saying publicly on how it matched up what was really going on. And, and he starts to go through it. So I think it's a great article to jump into. Before we jump into that article, we do actually have a review. Um, <laughs> we do actually have a review. <laughs> you shouldn't say it like that, Chris. It's like, we have a As review. As usual, we have a review. There you go. Does that okay. matter? Yeah, it's better. <laughs> uh, well, that should be the impetus. If you get any value out of these podcasts, please go leave us a review. You can do that by going to bestseopodcast.com forward slash review. Yeah. I think at, I know ewrdigital.com forward slash review works. So you could do that. It's value for value. If you get value out of it, um, give yeah. us a little value. Yeah, I guess. Yes, we should get paid in reviews. Where's our little review tin cup? Where you get, I'll get you one. Jingle, jingle, jingle. <laughs> yeah, give awesome. us reviews. Uh, this review is from Daily Bread LLC, and that's D A L E Y. Uh, it starts titles excellent content. I am the marketing director for a large company with a small budget. We we took our SEO in-house, and this podcast is my guide to doing the right thing. Uh, he even uses some of the tools that we've been talking about. So, uh, Patif to Daily yes. Bread, uh, we really appreciate you. Thank you for leaving us that review, and let that be a reminder to everyone else. Please go leave us a review. We really, we really appreciate it. Maybe yours will be read on air. Um, let's just jump into this article uh, I, I did, we were geeking out over this. Oh my gosh. Like, yeah. We actually have to break the article into two pieces. So we're going to do like page one through six and then seven through 12. Um, and we're going to, let's just jump into it. As we mentioned, Yandex is the majority share search engine in Russia and fourth largest in the world. Um, 
in, there were actually two hacks uh, that have been attempted. And the first one was back in 2015 when, when a former Yandex employee attempted to sell the search engine code. He was selling it for around $30,000. It doesn't say if he ever did sell it. We yeah, don't I don't know. know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the current leak uh, revealed... Motivated, right? Or, yeah. Well, yeah. Politically, or that's a little farther down, I think. Or maybe I skipped that. I don't know. Um, the current leak revealed 1,922 ranking factors, of which more than 64% were listed as unused or deprecated. So maybe the leak is still the 2015 data that the... Yandex, yeah, maybe he finally got us thirty thousand dollars now, and I feel like you could sell it for more than that. I feel like that too. Yeah. So the SEO community and Dan found approximately seventeen thousand eight hundred ranking factors uh, as they dug more into the actual data and the actual code. Yeah. Um, Yandex, like Google, has always been public with its algorithm updates and changes. And here's a couple of the the notable changes that they had listed over the last two to three years. Uh, one called Vega actually doubled the size of the index. One called Mimicry penalized fake websites and personating brands. I gotta be honest, I didn't realize that was a thing. Like, you know, I, I'm actually so this is totally a tangent, Chris, but I think get that, ready. Yeah, <laughs> we but I do think, but, but I, yeah, we need we need one of those. So <laughs> uh, I think Elon Musk is on to something. I had a debate uh, about this with people at. Uh, podcast yeah i was in like the pro group or whatever and essentially i really think he's onto something because what i'm seeing on linkedin on different social media sites is it doesn't cost you anything to create a fake account oh yeah and and maybe they're using it for a, a, a phishing scheme maybe they're using it to try to uh, represent a company in a different way but like on linkedin there's so many people that say that they work for a company that don't Oh yeah, right? we, have, we have a couple, didn't we? Yeah, we have show a, up for EWR Digital. We have a time. Like, yeah, who, who is this? Uh, nobody knows. And they're like, "We're your PR person," and this and that. And like, these people don't work for us, and and they're, but there's no way to prevent them from doing it. They can just set it up. There's right. no verification process. Um, so I think charging is going to reduce the, you know, spam spam accounts yeah. by a yeah. tremendous amount. And you know, I think people don't like their attention being monetized as much which I think probably still going to happen. Yeah. But, but paying can reduce a lot of that spam and, and people that are real rise to the top. It'd be much harder to build a, a big bot farm if it's not if free. If it costs to, money. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And you don't even have to charge much to, to, to roll that out. Exactly. All right. So yeah, that was mimicry, penalizing fake websites, impersonating brands. Um, and then a fresh rollout and assumed update of the PF filter. Uh, and I never found what PF stands for particular uh, specifically. Uh, I think it's page fraud, uh, but we're going to talk about that here, here shortly. It really should more be like CF, uh, click fraud or something along those lines. But uh, okay, so Dan says this data leak was like a second Christmas for him. He was like, <laughs> <laughs> if you were, yeah, if, if you were reporting yeah. on Yandex and yeah. like here, here's the code. It may not be accurate. It may not be current. And we'll talk about that. But it gives you insights into what they're thinking. Yeah, and that's. I mean, we should have just recorded us like going through it. Oh like, yeah, like, you know yeah. what I mean. Like it is awesome. So this is probably the peak event of of Dan's life of his hobby site. Not life. That's a bit of an stretch. And again, he's been doing this since January of 2020. Uh, this is a good test to see how closely Yandex public statements match the code base secrets. We always wonder, in fact, there's even a point in here where we'll talk about 
kind of Google's opinion yeah. on something yeah. that is counter to our experience, Matt's experience specifically, and then also counter to one of their experts who we almost had on the show. Um, so in 2019, Dan was able to interview engineers in the search in the Yandex search team and ask a number of questions sourced from a wider SEO audience. And you can actually go find that. And you'll be able to find it. He's got a link in the article, but you'll be able to find that from, from Dan. Now, the data leak was believed to be politically motivated in the actions of a rogue employee. Hopefully, that rogue employee wasn't still employed from 2015 when he was trying to sell the code. Or maybe because he had the code, they kept him on staff. I don't know. Um, oh. 44 gigs of leaked data. There's information related to a number of Yandex products, including Search, Maps, Mail, Metrica, and I don't know what that is, uh, Disk, and Cloud. Uh, I would imagine Metrica is kind of data related. That seems like yeah, they, they've sold a like I think they sold a news site. They, I, I'm not following them. I, I have some contacts over on on that side of the world. But, yeah, but uh, might be good to get on, on as a guest. That'd be interesting. Yep. Can you hear me fine? It sounds great in my ears, so I don't. know. Yeah, no, it's it's still pretty good. Yeah, uh, I just want to want to make sure it's the best it can be because you know that's that's probably the only. I mean, us chatting a little bit has been one complaint. <laughs> Other than that, it's been sound, sound quality, which, yeah. you know, in the early days, <clears throat> don't go back and listen to podcast number 50. Um, you don't want to do that. <laughs> like you want to save your ears. But it, yeah, that's the, we want to make sure we're getting better all the time. Now, you can imagine, right, there's been this leak. It's 44 gigs of data. It's covering all their products. Yandex had to come out with a statement, right? And here's what they had to say. Uh, and, and part of it is, is kind of just pulled out two clips. The contents of the archive, that's the leak code, correspond to the outdated version of the repository. It differs from the current version used by our services. So Yandex is saying, all that code, we don't it even use it. It doesn't matter, we yeah. don't even use it. <laughs> it is important to note, this is another section, that the public code fragments also contain test algorithms that were all used only within Yandex to verify the correct operation of the services. So this is like a misdirect. Yeah, it's, it's all like, misdirect. It's yeah. like some of these may or may not yeah. be actually used. We're yeah. just testing stuff. Yeah. Right? In, in addition to even though some of these may or may not be used, those are old. They yeah. may or may not be used at all anyway. Yeah. That way. That, like, go look, yeah. <laughs> look both ways at the same time. Um, so the question is how much of the code base is actively used we, we don't exactly know. I like what he goes on to say next. Now, this is not a quote from Yandex, but this is something that Dan has said. Yandex has also revealed that during its investigation and audit, it found a number of errors that violate its own internal principles. So it is likely that portions of the leak code may be changing in the near future. Now, this kind of implies they found errors in code that is actually working and they'll probably change it because they implied it. Um, but maybe that was just inferred and, and was inaccurate. Well, you know, what I would say to this, Chris, man, I don't know, my S's are, you know, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, but what I would say- We can take care of the plosives. I don't know what we do with the S's. <laughs> um, this though gives you insight into the engineer's minds that were developing this. Yeah. So even if it wasn't exact, you understand their logic and what they think is valuable. So if you're going to run a, a test right before you launch something in beta or whatever, it's going to be pretty close. Yeah. Okay. And so maybe 
maybe they've tweaked it here or there, but understand that the premise and, and the foundation factors on what they're looking at are still there. gives you that insight, right? Into into what it is. And you know, look, these algorithms, a lot of this stuff was launched. Some of these things were launched a little bit before Google even launched them, right? And oh, yeah, so yeah. There, there's probably, they're all competing with each other to deliver the best possible search results. Yep. So even if these are not exactly Google's, I guarantee you Google engineers are looking at this going, is there anything in here that, that they're we, doing that we haven't considered yet because they're all competing to provide the best possible search. Yeah. So this, this is helpful on many levels. Many levels. And, and, and I would suggest, right, if they're talking about some of the code being published in fragments that help them test the algorithm. Yeah. If you understand what they're testing, then then you understand what they're trying to accomplish. Like so again, it's just more insights into into the actual mindset of the of the engineer, of the search engineer. Yeah. All right. So here we're going to jump into these things that uh, uh, the it, this is where Dan's going in and saying, here's what I'm I'm going to go through kind of point by point and and say, hey, yeah, I understand this. This is what we always thought or where it sits with the current thought process. Um, first is factor classification. So, it, and, it, and actually this is an overview. So Yandex classifies its ranking factors into three categories. There are static factors. These are like directly related to the website, inbound uh, backlinks, inbound internal links. Um, an inbound internal link. I think that's just, oh, inbound to the page, right? Uh, headers and ads ratio, like how many ads are on the page. Dynamic factors. So these are factors that are related to both the website and the search query, like text relevance, keyword inclusion. And they uh, included this one, um, an acronym, which is TF and then the star, the star IDF, which is term frequency and inverse document frequency. We do touch on that again a little bit later. Yeah, you're going to unpack that for us, Chris, because I've never heard that terminology. I have not either. Um, I'll do my best when it comes up again. Okay. Um, and then user search-related factors. Those These are factors related to the query. Where is the user located? Query language, intent modifier, and we're actually going to touch later something that I never realized was part of uh, of a search result. And, and Yandex says, I, I don't remember when we get there, whether it's still included or not. Um, all right, so what, we, what, what we've learned from the Yandex leak so far. So here are some of the affirmations and learnings we've been able to make. Uh, just note, there will be probably more connections made between what Yandex has published okay. and what they're actually doing based on those SEOers and Merry Christmas Dan uh, continuing to research the code and, and, and figure out more stuff. So they'll be, they'll be like coming up with more things. So here are the things and we'll cover them more in detail shortly. Um, page rank or a form of it. Uh, at some point Yandex, Yandex utilized, again, this is term frequency and inverse document frequency. So this is going to be how, how frequent is a term used? And then the inverse of how many documents in the website that term is on. Right, so how so much like weight? PDFs or like what are you talking about? Well, documents? no, these are going to be web pages. Okay, so, right, so pages, how many? Sorry. If you think about the breadth of how many pages mentioned okay. SEO, right, okay. and then you're going to look at how many times did you use that term on that page, okay. and then you're going to look at the inverse of how many times that, how many documents that have that term on that page, right? So you're going to look at the inverse of that. So this is so like, if you're like, for example, if you're a digital marketing agency for digital marketing, yeah. 
So if you, it's going to look at like if you're like digital marketing is fun, digital marketing is the best. We are the best at digital marketing. Like you're you know keyword stuffing, don't do that. Um, but you're going to have a frequency of that keyword on that page, and then you look across the breadth of and maybe a better for a keyword would be Houston digital marketing. So oh, we'll just go sure. with that. Then then how many web pages mention Houston digital marketing, and so that can give you some some ratio that they're looking it's at. Like a Lord Cloud. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Yandex still uses meta keywords, which are also highlighted in its documentation. Yandex has specific factors for medical, legal, and financial topics. By the way, you know, just talking on medical, I mean, on meta keywords, so this would be, you know, we tend to think in terms of Google not using them at all, but every SEO I know puts them in. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So... Uh, it wouldn't surprise me that they've kind of, this is one of those hand-waving things like, oh, it's not important, but the people who do it well actually do take care of it because it has some small impact. Yeah. Or maybe... You know, well, I, I think Google said that um, it doesn't matter, and then Bing said it's spam. Mm. So that, that, that was... And Yandex says it's useful. It's useful, mm. right. It's so. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Right, so it makes it harder to place really well on all three. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yandex has specific factors for medical, legal, and financial topics, right? Y-M-Y-L, your money, your life. It also uses form of a form of page quality scoring. It's called the ICS score. He doesn't go into any more details about that. Uh, links from high authority websites have an impact on rankings, which implies that links from low authority websites have no impact on rankings. Although I don't know if that's true. That's an implication. I would actually go down another tangent and say that um, Google's recent, they did a two-part update on like spammy links. Yeah. I think that they just did the same thing. They basically probably had a database and said, all these sites are important yeah. and all the rest of them, we're not even going to look at them. And that's crazy. Um, well, and then you just have a cascade of if you just define these as having importance, right? And and you can code that, then anything that those are pointing to have some importance, right? But there's got to be a carve that. out, okay, for like a church website or yeah. a local sports team website. Mm. They're not going to have those those big big links yeah. those being big links and i do think google does something to compensate for that i don't know how they categorize it but if you just said hey if you're not on these sites you don't even matter right and if <clears throat> if that list is published certainly it's a way to filter it out because there's a lot of um i guess spam that right. is constantly happening from bots and all kinds of things to, to filter that out. And I've seen that in like search console, for example, certain links don't show up. Um, you know, uh, there's, there's a lot of things like pages aren't showing up in search console. Like if your page is like not relevant, it, it, it just unindexes it. Yeah. And so I, I think there's a level of truth to this for sure. Yeah. So high authority websites have an impact on rankings potentially. I think a multiplier. Yeah. Or don't, yeah. Sort of um, Yandex, another confirmation, Yandex cannot crawl JavaScript yet outside of the already publicly documented processes. Server errors and excessive four double X errors can impact rankings. Yeah. Uh, the time of day is taken into consideration as a ranking factor. Uh, that was one I'd never thought about. Well, you know, your location 
like makes sense. Your yeah, your 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 GPS coordinates to that location I, are priority. So like time of day. So if you're looking for something in the middle of the night, or if the store's closed, or I think if you're looking for a restaurant and it's early in the morning, maybe it it might, might not prioritize you know breakfast places. Oh yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Inter- yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I was thinking dinner places, and I was like, oh, oh yeah, <laughs> sure. <laughs> we shouldn't show that. Yeah. So here are some affirmation, other affirmations and learnings from the link. So. This one is called metrics matrix net matrix net is mentioned in a few of the ranking factors and was announced in 2009 and then superseded in 2017 by cat boots. Don't worry if, worry if you don't know the detail of these. Right? I know none of these. Yeah, so right. if you don't know any of these, it, we're, it's we're okay. in good company. We're figuring it out yeah. with Christmas Dan. Yeah. We might need to get him on the podcast. That would be awesome. This further adds validity to comments directly from Yandex and one of the factor authors that this is in fact an outdated code repository. So this does kind of support Yandex's stance that these are outdated. Yeah. In 2016, Yandex introduced, and I'm gonna butcher this name, uh, Play uh, algorithm that used deep neural networks to better match documents and queries. Play was capable of processing 150 pages at a time and I just, Thought this was interesting because I don't really know what these are doing, but when you start looking at these numbers, I'm like, it's great to see a technology company tackling these kinds of things. In 2017, Play was updated with the Korolev update, which took, does that sound right? Are you reading that? I, I would have to confirm. Korolev um, <laughs> update, which took into account more depth of page content and could work off 200,000 pages at a time. Pretty impressive. All right, so next, URL and page level factors. Specifically, one, the presence of numbers in the URL. Now, it, it doesn't say if that's good or bad, but it does. It is I, in, in the past, the bigger the sites rank better. In the past. Well, but the well, numbers, like, so like, you know, EWR number one, company so the fact of having the number one in it that's i think that's oh, what the presence of numbers got it. Okay. okay and so he doesn't number. say whether that's good or bad he just says that is a, a a page level factor or url factor the number of trailing slashes in the url and that's if it's excessive the number of capital letters in the url is a factor assuming like not good i guess uh, the age of the page and the last updated date are also important and of course this makes sense as well as document age and last update. Now, timestamps, Yandex formally used timestamps not for ranking purposes, but for reordering purposes, but this is now classified as unused. Also in the deprecated columns are keywords in the URL. That's important. Yeah, like that's been <laughs> that's been mentioned uh, certainly. In, in well, what, what I, I do have suspicion that in the last folder, like the last subfolder has more weight than the higher up, right? So whatever the last, like the slug deepest is, slug, yeah, yeah, whatever the deepest slug is, they're actually looking at just that. That is my with Google, um, and I could be completely yeah. wrong. I've just seen the weight happen there. Um, now, certainly, the higher up you that page is going to rank, like that uh, archive page is going to rank really nicely. Um, but I don't think the further you go down the subfolders, they look internally at the slugs. I think they look at just the end. But yeah. I don't I don't I don't have any yeah. data for that. All right. We'll we'll categorize that as theory. 
Oh, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, internal links and crawl depth. Well, whilst Google has gone on the record to say that for its purposes, crawl depth isn't explicitly a ranking factor, Yandex appears to have an active piece of code that dictates that URLs that are reachable from the homepage have a higher level importance. And, and you've already really well, touched just, on this. Just think about that, Chris. Think about that. If you're if you have a page that's one click away from the homepage versus pages that are multiple clicks away from the homepage, what would you assume is more important? Closer to the homepage. Of course. Yep. Except for what you just said, which was farther away from the homepage. No, as far as I'm talking about deeper. I'm talking about a different weighting factor is, is how there, deep it is. How deep it is, but they're just looking at the last subfolder. And 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 the depth doesn't what doesn't it doesn't the, the, dictate the, the, how the, far that Yeah, is. there's multiple yeah. ranking factors, right? Yeah. yeah, certainly. No, that's interesting. So, yeah. Um, so what Matt's saying, as opposed to like Google going on the record and saying it doesn't matter, uh, also mirrors what John Mueller said in 2018. <laughs> He's like Google's SEO spokesperson slash engineer uh, that Google gives a little more weight to pages found more than one click from the homepage. So interesting. All right, clicks and CTR click-through rate. In 2011, Yandex released a blog post talking about how the search engine uses clicks as part of its rankings. Absolutely. Specific click factors that the leak, uh, in this leak, they looked at. The ratio of the number of clicks on the URL relative to all clicks on the search. So you got a search result, how many clicked that particular result relative to the rest. The same as above, but broken down by region. Right, so maybe you've got some spam bots working in a particular region. How often do users click on the URL on the URL for the search in general? Now, of course, they're not going to publish this and then not talk about how they're trying to monitor this and, and control it. Sure. Um, so that's the manipulating click section. Not surprising. Uh, manipulating user behavior, specifically clickjacking. Have you heard of that phrase? I hadn't heard that phrase, but it makes perfect sense. Not specifically. Yeah. I've heard of like hashtag jacking. Mm. I've heard of okay, news yeah. jacking. There's an article on Search and Journal that I would love it. Yeah. <laughs> well, clickjacking is a known tactic within Yandex. Uh, the Yandex filter has uh, the known PF filter. I told you we'd get back to this. And again, I think that's like page fraud, but I think there should that be like great. click page fraud. Um, that actively seeks out and penalizes websites that engage in this activity, whether they're using scripts um, and they're, they're going to monitor IP similarities and then the user's actions once they go to the web page. Um, and this impact can be significant. In fact, uh, Dan, I like calling him Christmas Dan, but Dan, I don't know if that, I, I don't know if you like disrespect that. Gotta, gotta uh, but Dan uh, showed a screenshot of like, uh, you know, good traffic and then the fake stuff and then what happened after the good traffic. It's, you can just see if it it's pretty well, brutal. So I think the thing that's important to see here, and I'll read it again slowly, they have a script that actively monitors IP similarities and then the user actions of those clicks, right? So they're looking at um, are these similar IP addresses? What's going on with these IP addresses? And what are the actions they're taking when they go to the page? What are the searches they're doing? And it's pretty easy to see uh, if- The fraud it, like in his graph, yeah. Yeah, it, well, it's pretty easy to see. I think that that's the penalization image. I think that that's the penalty from the clicks. 
Yeah, well, you see the clicks go up in the graph, right? So, hey, here's all this traffic, which was supposed to improve my search engine ranking. And then Yandex said, oh, we see your clicks and we drop your ranking. Yeah, because that that doesn't look natural. Yep. Right. And, and, and they're, they're able to, and, and AI is even better at this than just kind of standard coding, which isn't complicated. Well, so I would tell you even like fraud detection back when people were doing um, paid, car, paid phone cards, yep. they could track like what people are doing. Like the, the, the machine learning technology is so good right now that you just really shouldn't try to game the system. Yeah. Just try to follow the best practices and do the best just that you can. Deliver good value yeah. to the Google user. And yeah. Google will look favorably upon as you. As well as Yandex. We should quote sure. that. And Yandex, yeah. We should. Right. Finally for today <laughs> is uh, is user behavior. So the user behavior takeaways from the link are some of the more interesting findings. User behavior ma manipulation is a common SEO violation that Yandex has been combating for years. Uh, in 2020, the head of Yandex Webmaster Tools, Mikhail Slevin, Slevinsky, that I think I got right, said the company is making good progress in detecting and penalizing this type of behavior. Yandex penalizes user behavior manipulations with the same PF filter used to concept, uh, combat uh, click-through rate CTR manipulation. So, all right, this is uh, this has been phenomenal. Uh, Dan Taylor, a tiff to you. Hopefully you don't mind me calling you Christmas Dan. It's just kind of endearing that this is a, yeah. a Christmas for you relative to your, to your kind of principal hobby or at least one of your principal hobbies. Uh, as we're wrapping up this podcast, if you got any value out of this podcast, and we know you did, like this is cool stuff about the- If you're still here, right? Yeah. If you're still there and you're still listening. Here. Just like- just connect with us on social media. That's youtube.com forward slash best SEO podcast. And you know, you need to click the yeah. subscribe and notification. Send, send us a message of uh, any questions you want us to answer. And, and or a review. Yeah, a review would be great too. Also, instagram.com forward slash the best SEO podcast. And finally, TikTok. Just TikTok. look for our image. Yeah. Right. And, fact, and we're, 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 we're working on some things and we're going to be really I haven't Googled it in a while, but they probably just Google best SEO podcast and like all. Oh yeah. We're, we're actually on. number one right now. Yeah. For the search room. I was, I've been working on some, some our branded stuff here recently. So very cool. Well, um, you guys, our listeners have made us the most popular SEO podcast and one of the most popular internet marketing podcasts on iTunes. Thank you very much. And until the next podcast, my name is Chris Burris. My name is Matt Bertram. Bye-bye for now.